and in women in their search for the true biblical path to eternal life. There's many people that have ears to the truth of what I'm preaching and declaring, and I'm, I always am excited to hear somebody that has ears to hear. And another thing I appreciate them supporting me is into, I'm unveiling the apostolic testimony that has been hidden, and the, my responsibility is to create and prepare a people for the name of Yahweh to rule and reign with His Son, Yahshua, in the earth. And, of course, restore true biblical doctrine. Don't you love it? I was talking to somebody just very, very recently about how true biblical doctrine is not mysterious and it's not, you know, uh, ethereal. It's just logical. The number one response, you know it and I know it, when people hear this gospel, they say, well, man, that makes sense. Well, I want to tell you, we're not afraid to let people use their brain. As a matter of fact, we encourage it, don't we? To restore that true biblical doctrine and the true faith that was already in jeopardy by the time the epistle of Jude was written. To earnestly, earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That already was having infiltration from tares coming into the wheat and spoiling the garden, so to speak. And there's some of you who've accepted this gospel, believe the gospel, feel like you're part. You really need to get baptized and have the hands laid on you. Repent from dead works. You have faith toward God. But you've you got you to gotta get water baptized. You know, it's not an option. It's an act of obedience. So you need to drive down here, fly down here, do whatever you got to do to become part of the body of Christ even. And then you need to have your hands laid on you to become joined to a body. So I just want to say that this morning as my advertisement, along with, have you ever tried diet right? <laughs> okay, I'm hoping to get sponsors here. I have on Nike shoes. No, oh, these are Adidas. Forgive me. I want to talk to you a little bit about something this morning because uh, it, the question is asked a lot and people want to know. And, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about not, not what's going on with Russia. You know, at this point in history, I'm not sure about Russia's ability to even maintain any advancements they make into the Ukraine. I don't know. I mean, I think they could probably they have the capability of just dropping a some kind of nuclear warhead, and, and I believe they have the ability to do that. But, you know, I just don't know. It, it really reminded me of when I was a little boy years ago. My dad was, past, uh, was preaching a revival in a little town called Cleveland, Mississippi. And I remember going to bed at night. I went there. That was, that was a church that on the last night of the revival, I was singing there. They stood me up there, and people brought money to me and safety pins, and they put, I was like 11 years old, and they, they had safety pins and would, my whole body was covered with dollars and $5 and $10. Next Sunday, I want somebody to bring some safety pins. We're going to have pastor, pin your, pin your dollar on the pastor day. <laughs> We're going to blindfold you. Okay, we'll blindfold you. We'll blindfold you. So, but anyhow, we get there, you know, and uh, I go to bed early because, you know, they tell me to. And I'm there in this little den watching TV, black and white television, the pastor and his wife and my dad. And I can hear them talking in there. And I cannot remember. I, I could probably have looked it up, Googled it or something. But I remember when uh, the Soviet Union then which is a, was a much greater power than they are now, the Soviet Union had invaded, I don't think it was Poland, I'm not, I just can't remember, and how scared everybody was. And it's just like, you know, every time something on the world scene happens, then everybody wants to start chirping Antichrist, which there is, look, there is no guy coming called Antichrist, guys. It's just not in the Bible. It's only in the Bible five times. It's only in one book of the Bible. It's, there is no guy. What about the man of sin, the son of perdition? That, that, I, you, need, you need to listen to some of my, my uh, teachings, some Bible teachings. So everybody gets scared and they call this person and that. And to me, it's like if you look at history, 
Ignorant Christians, and I don't, I don't think ignorant is a bad word unless you say it bad. You know, you ignorant, I mean, that's bad. But just to say somebody's ignorant, I mean, I'm ignorant about a lot of things. How about you? It's not bad, it's just the truth. But I looked at all these things in history, you know, and, and my, my life, but let's just look at Russia. You got Lenin, Stalin, Khrushchev. I remember Khrushchev. Brezhnev, but the guy I feel sorry for is poor old Gorbachev. Because he was born with that big old birthmark on his head. <laughs> and every Christian in the world said he was an Antichrist because he would have a, you know, a mark on the head or he would get struck in the head. I mean, it's just so, when you, when you are just too ignorant about the Scriptures, everybody, everything that happens, uh, happens. And this is how I look at it. I don't need CNN, Fox, or any headline news to alert me about Yahshua's return. The Bible says that we should know the times and the seasons. Not just based out of what some news report is, which I don't think we all know everything about everything about all that anyhow. I know this. Ain't nobody jumping on it as quick as they did when, when Saddam Hussein went into Kuwait to get that oil. That's all I'm thinking. I don't know. I'm just a, a simple-minded person. I don't know about politics, but what I'm preaching about today, I know about. I don't need no headlines to tell me that Yahshua's coming or when he's coming or it might be a sign of him coming. I expect him any day regardless. That's how I live my life, and I want to tell you this. It's one of the things that are in my mind and heart that helps keep me pure. Y'all got me today? And I'll tell you one more thing. And Yahshua comes, and he makes his advances against nations. The Bible says Yahshua is going to make advances against every government in the world. Y'all hear what I just said? And there are going to be a bunch of ignorant preachers who are going to accuse him of being the Antichrist too. I may preach this next week just because of the thing over in uh, uh, the Ukraine, you know, and what's happening all in the world. Because I, I can, it kind of gets people's attention a little bit. And I can slip in something that they need to hear. People are going to call Jesus Christ the Antichrist because they don't know what the Bible really says about when he returns. He's going to sit down in the temple. He's going to, I mean, everything that the modern Christian says this made-up man, Antichrist, is going to do is exactly what Yahshua is going to do. So there's going to be a confused thing, especially when they don't, they're looking for some dude named Jesus, and that ain't going to be his name. I love the book of Hebrews because the book of Hebrews was written to, let me see if I can figure it out. Uh, Hebrews. See how deep we are here? And what Paul was doing was he was, it was his call, excuse me, Luke. What he was doing, it was his call to believers to leave the law of Moses completely. I want you to leave the law of Moses, and I want you to make the transition to this new covenant, this better way in Yahshua. But the Mosaic way of life has been in their, way, their life so long. I mean, it was hand down from generation to generation. It was hard to let go of it, especially if you did, there was opposition, and you would have reproach. But the time had come. And really, they didn't even realize it when Yeshua came. They didn't even realize that the whole law was pointing to him and to led them all the way, led it to him, and it had fulfilled the purpose. So now, you know, people think I'm a Messianic Jew. When I start talking about Yahweh, Yeshua, they want to put me in this little box. Oh, you're one of those Messianic Jews. No, I'm not either. I'm not no Messianic Jew. I'm not. I, my daddy ain't Moses. My, dad, my father's Abraham. I'm of the lineage of faith. Salvation by grace through faith. And so what happens, the Bible calls it, what we, what we have is a more excellent ministry, a better covenant, better promises that were established by the blood of Yeshua. And Paul was trying to make these people understand the transition, even though they should have known. And this is what he said in chapter 5, verse 11, right before the foundational principles in chapter 6. That the Bible says if you don't know them and have them laid in your life, you cannot go on to perfection, which it really means maturity. In other words, you may be planted, but you can't ever going to bear fruit without having these things laid in your life. Cares of life, and those things will choke it out. 
the fowls of the air will come get it, or maybe it's just a hard heart. But this is a scripture that I want you to think about this morning. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. I like this translation of it. We have a lot to explain about this. But since you have become too lazy to pay attention, explaining to you is hard. I want to tell you this. We're in a, lot, a time in history that people are too lazy to pay attention to learn. We are boom, boom. And I'll be talking to somebody, and I can be giving them the cure to their cancer. Hey, man, do you know how you can help me? Yes, this is the cure of your cancer. And I don't have a sentence out of my mouth, and this is what they do. Listen, they say, hey, what about this? Then they want to talk about something else. And then they want to talk about something But instead of, we, we haven't focused. I don't know how many channels you got on your television. They even call it that anymore. But I got more than this right here. I, the, if we had to turn a dial on my TV, my dial would be bigger than my house. And there ain't a daggone thing on there worth watching. But guess what we'll do? <laughs> I'll just watch this stupid crap again. I'll watch this stuff and, and so my kids can think homosexuality is okay. And, forn and for fornication and adultery and lying and acting like that and dressing like that. Look at that. We'll just watch that and waste our time. Oh, did I hurt y'all's feelings this morning? Those who remain blindly married to the ritual of the old are going to get lost. The tares spread among the wheat. There was an infiltration until it gained ascendancy. And I hear so many people, not as bad as it was when Trump was president, but now, I mean, but, but man, people are always talking about, man, people coming over, people crossing over, people coming, and they're, they're coming into uh, and, and infiltrating our, our culture, and they're changing our language, and they're changing blah, 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 all of that, not knowing that they are victims of the very thing that happens spiritually with beliefs. The philosophies and the doctrines of men propagate the very unscriptural teaching that man is immortal and there's a divine spark in him that lives after the body dies even though the bible says the soul also dies and i'll give you all we can give you all the scriptures that we want on that all that is is when greek pagan beliefs married the church the church at smyrna means met and this is of the seven churches in Revelation, the church in Smyrna was a, comes from the word myrrh, where they would take incense. So through persecution and hardships, you know, here, move. I, I want to tell you, some of the stuff y'all are going through this morning is going to get you your well done. And keep you from getting stupid with the blessing of God. Because everybody in America is pretty much blessed if you compare it with the rest of the world, third world countries. So the, then the next church that came out of that was called Pergamos. It means elevation through marriage. So now we got this platonic belief that corrupted true, the true gospel. So what I want to talk about this morning is I want us to be clear about what happens at Armageddon. Because if you don't get it in your mind and renew it in your mind, you're gonna, you'll always go back to your strength or what you think you know the most. You'll go back to your core belief. How many of you know that if you're not careful and you rub a person that used to be maybe a redneck, really bad redneck or a thug kind of guy or some kind of gang member or some guy who spent time in prison or whatever it may be, somebody that's lived a life where people had to be in their face all the time or, and defend themselves, all those kind when they come to church and get saved and they're doing all this nice stuff, that's good. But you better be careful that you don't cross them sometimes. Because you can pull that old man out of them in a minute. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, brother, I just want you to know, God bless you. I'm sorry if I offended you. Offended me? You know what you did? You, you better be careful with those kind of people. Because there's something, they'll go back. They'll go back to the time where they come from. You know where I was raised? You know what street I lived on? You know where I'm part of? You know how I had to survive? Y'all hear what I'm saying this morning? I don't want you to... Go back to a belief system because everything that the Bible teaches you is to build your faith in who, what the truth is. And it's that truth that ultimately will set you free. I'll tell you what truth does. It exposes your problem. Y'all hear me? And I won't tell you who your problem is. It ain't your neighbor. 
So here we got Yahshua. The first work when Yahshua does return will be to raise the dead and give eternal life to everybody who's lived in according to his teaching. Peter, 1 Peter 4, 17. Yahshua himself said this in Revelation twenty two twelve. Behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give every man according to as his work shall be. He didn't teach that anybody's going to go to heaven. Matter of fact, at the Mount of Transfiguration, it's an interesting scenario and picture there. Here they are. Yahshua was, uh, he turned white. He transfigured before their eyes. There was a vision they were having. Moses and Elijah were in the vision. How do I know that? Because John said it was a vision. And so what happened is, Yahshua said, I must go away, blah, blah, prayer place for you, that where I am, you may be also, and all that kind of stuff. Y'all know the story. Let me see. I must go away. And then he said, he's going to return so we can be with him. Or if he returns, where is he? Here. It was a funny thing to me that I never noticed for a long time. And that is, as the disciples were staring up, watching Yeshua go into heaven. They were watching and gazing into heaven. And this is what the angel said to him, them. What are you looking up for? Why are you gazing up there? Why are you looking up there? To me, it's an insinuation of, you ain't going up there. He's coming back here. And we prove that, of course, that's what he taught. He's going to bring his reward with him. Nowhere in the Bible teaches that man possessing his immortal soul that will find its eternal dwelling place in heaven or hell. We've proven that by scriptures over and over again. That is the first lie of the carnal mind. The serpent said what? No, you're not going to really die. You shall not surely die. Please, let's get that in our heads and understanding. The Bible teaches that the meek shall inherit the earth. Matthew 5, 5, and no, I'm not a Jehovah Witness. But we know that that's not what people believe today. That's not what they're being taught today. And so what happens to people, they get afraid and fear enters them. Even if it's subconsciously, then we feel weakened about our, our surroundings, our environment, our future, our welfare, our supply of what may happen. You know, the fact is, what's happening in the Ukraine now may have a, a real impact on us here in America. I don't expect any... Foot soldiers to come knocking at my door. But I tell you what I do expect. I'm going to probably be getting robbed at the gas pump. I mean, everything's where I go. I mean, I can't, I, you can't go to lunch anywhere, Harley, without paying 20 bucks just for lunch. That's already gas prices. We are going to be impacted by that. But I'm going to tell you what you're going to do about it. You ready? You're going to do what you did through every other recession. You're going to survive it. You're going to go keep buying anything you want to buy, when, how you want it. And if you don't have the money, you go borrow the money. Uh, because I lived when people borrowed money at over 20% interest back in Jimmy Carter's day. I wouldn't pay 20%. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you will. True. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So what are you going to do? We're just going to keep on serving God. We're going to keep on having faith in God. And part of that faith is knowing who it is we're serving. And we don't have to be afraid of some guy born with a birthmark on his head because we're too ignorant to know what the Scripture says about him. What are you going oh! I think, and I don't, have a button to, uh, uh, I don't have a button to a nuclear warhead or nothing like that or, or thousands of troops at my command, but I think I'm taller than Putin. And you've got to know this. You don't think he got a chip in on his shoulder and his last name was Putin? <laughs> Come on. Let's be real in the house of God. Oh, that poor guy. That poor guy. I thought Snell Grove was bad. Yeah, thank you, Yahweh, that my daddy's last name wasn't Putin. I ran out every religious devil that was listening to me right now. I'll tell you that right now. He's coming back. Yahshua is. He's going to reign from Jerusalem. But he's going to, first of all, grant life and an everlasting inheritance on the earth to those people who have obeyed him. When they tell you it's saved by grace and you don't have to do nothing, they're robbing you of your opportunity for immortality. That's why. I get angry about it, but I sin not. That's why 
I have to be forceful against these preachers who are wonderful people, but they are dooming people and robbing them from their opportunity because Jesus did it all. Well, he did, and he got his well done and made it easier for us. The Bible doesn't say all will be raised. I had a Bible expert want to jump on me about this one. You know, Psalm 49.2 says this, Man who understandeth not is like the beast that perish. Psalm 88.5 and Isaiah 26, watch this. For God remembers them no more. Who? The people who die. Didn't you always think it was not fair for the pygmies in New Guinea who never heard anything about the gospel of the Bible would just naturally have to just go to hell? Because we were too lazy to be missionaries to go over there and preach the gospel to them. Don't you think that was, wasn't that ridiculous? The Bible says they don't hear it. I think some missionaries have screwed people's lives up. Just let them alone and let them die and stay in the grave instead of getting resurrected and judged to the second death. Now that don't preach good nowhere. What about our missionary funds? I know this goes against what this religious thing, like Paul said. Look, you know, you have a zeal for God, but it's not according to knowledge. I know I've been where you are. He said, God, don't even remember them. They die. Ephesians 2 says this. They die having no hope without God in the world. On the other hand, somebody understanding the truth, somebody that's heard the gospel, is going to be resurrected for judgment. Whether you obey it or you don't obey it, you're going to get resurrected. And John 12, 48 says, he warned us, Yeshua warned us that, that if any reject the appeal of God's word and how he appeals and calls us, it shall judge him on the last day. When you say no to what God's requirements are, that no will judge you. You say no to God, listen to this, he'll say no to you. You'll hear what I just said. It's how it is in heaven, on earth as it's going to be in heaven. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. If you want, to, you want people to forgive you, then what you need to do is forgive. That's how it works. Did you know you're in control of your own destiny? Now, you can't stop the death process, and there's a lot of things you can't stop, you know. You can't stop a lot of things, but you can, you can determine what your well done or depart from me is going to be. He's going to return with salvation to those who are obedient, and he, the Bible says he will bring condemnation to the disobedient. Hebrews 9, 28, listen to this. Unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Romans 2, 5. Unto them that look for him shall, excuse me, he will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory, seek for honor, honor and seek for immortality, he will grant eternal life. Let me ask you this. If you already got immortality and you're going to live forever, why do you have to seek for it? And why do you need to be rewarded with it if you've already got it? Y'all hear me? It's simple baby stuff, but I want to tell you, the, the traditions of man make the word of God of no effect. The resurrection is going to take place, and when it does, the, the whole world probably won't, won't know about it. I got to tell you, uh, years ago, I'll never forget, I think about it often. About that place, right, right. About that place in Saudi Arabia where the Mount of Moses, Mount Sinai is. The real one. Not the one they, they have for tourists to go to. It's out in the middle of the desert. The top of it is molten. There's pictures of it. They got barbed wire fence around it. There's a rock there over 50 feet high has a split in it, and you can see where it's been worn by water in the rock and on the ground where God gave water to his people. There are even blocks left, bricks left from the altar that the golden calf was made on that literally has the engraving of bull. So I'm like, okay. They're not allowed to go there. This guy that did all the research and went there, he, they won't let him there. I told Jonathan, if you want to go somewhere, because he, he's been to the pyramids. He's been to, you know, he's been everywhere. He rode camels and all that. I said, son, you need to be careful way out there in that desert and those pyramids. So I saw a picture of the pyramids of a view zoomed back like this. I mean, a big city's like 
you know, right there next to it. There's McDonald's and, and, but he, there was nobody there except this old guard. And Jonathan went in there and explored places, you know, that he probably could have got stuck in. So I'm not, you know, there's some places he goes, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to Mount Everest like he went to or climb Kilimanjaro like he went to. Okay, dude, I got it. You know, I could probably still do it, but I just don't want to. I don't want to. But I would go there to see the Mount of God, to see where God gave the law. And I'm going to tell you what, if I don't get to go anytime soon, I believe this. I believe that 2 Thessalonians 2 and Psalm 50, together with living believers, those rays will be gathered to the Lord for judgment. I believe that where God gave the law to man and to Moses, I believe that's where when Yahshua comes and the thief of the night, twinkle and I, we're going to be caught up in the clouds. The word clouds, guys, listen, you got it. It's like uh, Hebrew said, there's so great a cloud of witnesses. Clouds in the Bible don't just mean, you know, uh, the, the white pillowed cotton looking things floating in the air, cirrus and all the other cumulus. And it means a group of people. We're, we're compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses. It's talking about a group of people. So we believe, we're going to be caught up together in the clouds. So we're going to be caught up and translated. I hope so, because I don't want to fly. I hate the process. Hey, man, i got to go. Where are you going? I'm going to judgment seat of Christ. I'm, I'm running late. So what I, I believe it will be at that spot on the earth, because the Bible says after that takes place, then we will march through the plains of Teman into Jerusalem, being led by Yahshua himself. What a sight that's going to be on CNN. What do you think? Those receiving a well done is not everybody who said, Lord, Lord. I forget so many times, just because somebody says, Lord, Lord, does not mean they're serious about God. Comparatively, the Bible says, listen, the Bible says, few, few. I had a friend one time tell me he was so bragging about what kind of big church he had. He don't have it anymore, but he had this big church, you know, and he, he thought that his that having a lot of people and a lot of money and all those things was the proof of his success. I said, bro, that's the proof that you don't know what success is. The Bible says only a few, and that's not an excuse for little churches. What I'm saying is the mentality that we have. The Bible says that you, Washua said, we got to worship Yahweh, and it has to be in spirit and in truth. The basic doctrines of Christendom don't lie don't align with the Bible truth. It was a bad day for me when I found that out. A great day, the greatest day of my life, and the worst day of my life. Unfortunately, people are too lazy to pay attention to let me explain it, so to speak. You ever, you ever try to talk this about with somebody? The minds of most are clouded with these ideas relating to, you know, immortality of the soul and, uh, you know, Multi, multi, multiple gods, you know, like Trinity. You know, most Trinitarians to me, they say they believe in three. They don't. They believe in five gods. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Mary, and Satan. And the strongest of them all is Satan. Why? I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying to God to, to fix, to get Satan off me. And then Satan wins in their mentality. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Of course, I don't believe that, but. So we have these wrong ideas about the return of Christ. And the true gospel contains the saving truth, Romans says, and it's founded on the promises God made to Abraham. Galatians 3.8 tells us that. Now, when Yeshua returns, I'm going to tell you, the talk of the town ain't going to be Putin. He's going to be the new power in the political arena. Guys, don't think that there's going to be this people, angels flying around and all this kind of stuff. It's going to be flesh and bone people. Energize a new spiritual body who is given life not by blood but by the spirit. Touch me and see if I'm a ghost. Yeshua said. And what he's going to do, he's going to intervene in the affairs of all the nations in the world. This is what what the prophet declared. uh, He said, "Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations." Who's the Lord? Yahweh. Over seven thousand times. Translators refused to use the name Yahweh, even though the whole Bible, the whole book was written about him. 
They refused to put his name in it. What's going on here? It'd be like somebody writing a biography of my life and never using my name. It would be, you know, you remember that show with uh, that Danny Thomas's daughter, that girl? That would, be the, that would be the name of my biography, the biography of that guy. You know, that guy was born in Columbus, Georgia in 1956, and his birthday is, that guy's birthday is September 19th. That guy went to uh, East Highland Elementary School, Rosemont Elementary School, uh, uh, okay, uh, youth detention, no, again. That guy, we would just, it was, I mean, that is crazy. Isaiah 42, listen, the Lord, who are we talking about? Yahweh. I just want y'all people just read the Bible just with Yahweh's name in it. And then they would probably, if they weren't too lazy to pay attention, they would probably understand how important the name really is. I mean, it, you know, they just throw it out there because that's the way it's always been. The Lord shall go forth. Who? Yahweh's going to go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yea, roar, and he shall prevail against his enemies. That's my boy. The Bible says that Yahshua's feet are going to stand upon the Mount of Olives. And the awful cataclysmic upheavals of nature are going to follow. Man, I'm telling you, though, you know, I guarantee you, how many of you know a hurricane can shut you down? How many of you know a forest fire can shut you down? How many of you know that, that these cataclysmic weather events, they say that people that can control the weather can control the world. And I know some people believe that they're already doing that at some extent. The Bible says there's going to be a terrible earthquake that's going to shake the earth. You know what some people think? When we come into this new age, this new, you know, uh, every, the world calls it Aquarius, you know, the Aquarian age. That's what, you know, they know something. They know something, too. That the earthquake's going to be caused by the earth stopping and changing its axis and reversing I don't know if I believe that. I thought it was pretty cool, though. Confederated forces of Gog and Magog. I'll tell you what threw me off this week. You know, I know the countries that are involved in Gog and Magog. Iran's capital, Tehran, I believe that's the capital, used to be called Little Moscow. And then I always looked at Turkey, watching Turkey. What, what about, watch Turkey. What about Turkey, Turkey? And I saw, accidentally, because I was interested, that Turkey blockaded Russian military vessel, uh, naval vessels from entering the Black Sea. Did anybody else hear that? Anybody heard that? I was like, now this is confusing. So what about that? It means that I want to tell you what's not confusing. The Bible says that when those forces, confederated forces, whoever they may be, we can talk about the 200 million horse soldiers and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. We want to. But today I don't want to get into all that. I want to tell you this. The Bible says that when that earthquake takes place, when Yahshua puts his feet on the Mount of Olives, after he has already rewarded us, and I say that with hope and faith, and it ain't going to be me, it's going to be us, because we're going to need each other to get it. Don't you ever think that's not true? Then the Bible says in Ezekiel 38, they're going to turn their weapons upon one another. And with Yahshua at that moment of victory, there's going to be... Those followers to whom he's given eternal life. For the prophet says in Zechariah 14, all the saints will be with Yahshua at that time. I'm in. Yahshua returns. We're called up to Sinai. If it's not Sinai, I'm good with that. But it, it all points that way. When I look at it geographically and all that, I don't think it's going to be Disney. And then we're going to march. You know that ignorant people have blocked off the eastern gate of Jerusalem so Yahshua can't come in. <laughs> Don't you think that's stupid? Hey, all right, block it up. Concrete, put steel and concrete in there. I think Yahshua could, if he wants to, jump over the wall if he needs to, right? We're going to be with him. Daniel the prophet predicted the intervention of Yahshua at that point in time. Having said this, that the king of the north will come to his end and none shall help him. That is, he's going to come to his end through the divine intervention of Yahweh and his, Yahshua and his immortals, which I hope we're, that's what we're preparing to be right now. Troop 12, Oak, Florida. It's like the Boy Scouts. Right flank. Let me tell you what we're going to be on the right flank to do. Ringside seat, baby. The battle's Yahweh's. Aren't you glad?
The prophecies show that when Gog and Magog come and attack Israel, these kings from the north, Yahshua will already be here. So do you think this is Armageddon, Johnny? This beginning of Armageddon? Well, I don't know. I know Yahshua ain't here yet, so I know they're not going to come down on Israel yet. I Me, mean, they look like they're already, already turning on each other. What do you think? We've been granted eternal life. We're going to be with him in his moment of triumph when he gets the place he rightfully deserved that was, a, that was abdicated. But when David was on the throne and the Bible says no other person will ever sit on this throne that, because it's going to be an eternal throne and it's going to be take somebody who's going to live forever to sit back on the throne in Jerusalem. David couldn't do it because he died just like everybody else has died. Here is going to be this dude, no disrespect, and a bunch of people like us, not the kings of the earth, not the high mighty, not those people, good folks. What I mean by that is because, you know, the rich people ain't going to be there. They don't need Yeshua. They don't need a Savior. They don't, you know, rich people, rich folks don't. The Bible says it's hard, it's going to be hard for them to go through the eye of a needle. But brother, that, that means this. No, it means it's real hard because you will trust your money more than you will God. So we've all got that problem because we're all pretty much rich if you put it, make it relevant. People with power, you know, people in authority. I know people right now. Have you ever met somebody you say, man, I tell you what, I think you'd make a good governor. Just a regular old guy. Well, he's probably going to get his chance. All the warring nations are going to get overthrown. The judgment of Armageddon is going to see Israel delivered. Listen to me. This is what's happening at Armageddon. Don't be afraid of it. Because when it gets here, you're going to already have your immortal body. Hey, is that giving anybody peace? It gives me peace. If you've got problems now, I'd hate to be on the other end of that stick. Israel's going to get delivered. Gog and Magog's going to get overthrown and defeated. And Yahshua will be triumphant. The king of the world, man. He's coming. The king of the world. Then all, all, say all, other nations are going to be brought under the government and the rule of Christ. And he's probably going to, if he's going to give the earth, the earth an enema, he's probably going to stick the hose in Washington. Yeah? This ain't my first rodeo with a, a nation invading a nation unprovoked. I don't know if people like to hear this. Panama, Nicaragua, Iraq. I mean, I can go on and on. Listen to this one. America was invaded. Don't get quiet on me. Y'all know it's the truth. People that owned this land and was a part of this land, they got run off, killed, murdered, took their homes from them. In the name of prosperity, manifest destiny. This is our destiny. This property is my destiny. But it belongs to me. That's your destiny. But that's my, you know what? That's, I like this car. That's my manifest destiny. This is my car now. This is nothing new. Because man cannot govern himself. Because the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But the true king is coming. And ain't nobody going to cheat on that election because there ain't going to be election, any elections. The kingdom of God suffers by violence, but the violent will take it by force. Yahshua is going to come and he's going to claim his kingship. And you better lay down your arms or you'll get run over. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. What happened to my little Jesus, baby Jesus? My favorite Jesus is little baby Jesus. I know he is, because this grown-up Jesus is terrible. Fear him. In his presence, people fall down at their feet, at his feet. You've got to know who we're serving here. And not this goo-goo, not goo-goo, that's my girl. This babble, not babble, pablum, milk, what did I call it? We called it sugar titty. Mentality. It's just, it was, it was a piece of cloth with sugar in it, and you give it to your baby. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, it's okay. He don't care if you do that. You don't, you don't, are, you, are you kidding me? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And people got no wisdom because they don't fear God because they don't know who he is. They're in for a rude awakening. Yahshua is going to establish Israel back to its former glory. And he's going to establish the kingdom of God throughout the whole world. Yahshua, together with us. Y'all, this is what we're doing here. We are qualifying people. 
and getting people prepared to rule and reign with Christ. That's the gospel. Going to heaven ain't the gospel. It's not even in the Bible, even though people will fight you and get angry with you when you try to tell them, man, that ain't where we're going. And the Bible uses this term. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Let me tell you what. There's not going to be a new heaven and a new earth. God's not going to say, okay, I'm going to, make, I'm going to destroy this earth and make a new earth, and I'm going to destroy all the universe and make a new universe. That's what he's talking about. Heaven and earth has to do with authority, heaven. Earth has to do with government and people. There's going to be a new order. There's going to be a new authority. There's going to be a new king. And that will at last be delivered. The Bible says all the earth travails and pain, waiting for the, the redemption of the body, the manifestation of God's sons. As I'm quoting Romans 8. This earth is going to quit moaning and groaning and get delivered from the wicked and the soul-destroying problems that we have today. That's when our deliverance will come. Daniel 7, listen to this. And the kingdom and dominion. Y'all know what dominion means? Huh? Dominion? And the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given, listen, to the people of the saints of the Most High. I'm in! Whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Christ and his immortals, the king of the world, going to rule the world. I wrote a song years ago. I stole the lyrics out of Revelation. Sure, you are worthy. Joel sang it this morning. You have been slain and redeemed us by your blood. And of course, I was drinking my diet, right? And I was supposed to sing the next verse. Sorry, Joel. A people who are not a people, every, out of every kindred, tongue, and nation in the earth. Thou art worthy, Lamb upon the throne. You have made us a holy nation, kings and priests, unto our God, and we shall reign on the earth. I stole all those words right out of here. Listen. Thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by, the blood, by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, and people, and nation, and hast made us unto our gods, kings, and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Y'all listen to me. This is the gospel. This is the truth. This, that's the good news. That's the good news. There is no other good news. Yahshua never one time said, tell you what, you believe what I say and follow me, you get, go to heaven and see your mama. You don't say that. He preached the kingdom of God. He said, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Have you, let, me see, let me tell you this. You, you remember when, uh, I have people t- tell me this. You probably remember the scripture that says, uh, uh, the kingdom of God is within me. Y'all hear them say that? Oh, no, the kingdom of God, it's here, it's in me. I said, really? I said, yeah. I said, where'd you get that at? The Bible. I said, no, 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 you didn't get out of the Bible. You got that out of your own head. What do you mean? Well, what's the, the scenario was this. Yahshua was, was talking with some Pharisees. You know what Yahshua thought about the Pharisees? Oh, he didn't mind offending them. You whitewashed sepulcher. I mean, I mean listen, Yahshua, that's who we're dealing with. I, I remember the time I preached the, the message, uh, Jesus ain't sweet. Everybody thinks Jesus is this sweet little guy that's put up. Y'all, are you kidding me? He was in the midst of these Pharisees, these people that he thought were bad. And the translation in the King James says, For the kingdom of God is within you. Now, do you think that Yahshua was telling these people that the kingdom of God was in them? No, this is what he was saying. If you read translation, a lot of Bibles have it on the margin. This is what it said. The, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. He's talking about, I'm the king, and I'm in the midst of you. It don't mean that, yeah, kingdom of God's in you, man. We, everybody got kingdom of God in them. No, there's no kingdom without a king. He's saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right here. I'm him. I'm the one. That's the gospel that he preached. Bow your heads, close your eyes. That's how altar call. I love altar calls. It has fed my ego for years. I'm telling you, I love altar call. It, may, my, it also has fed my insecurities and my deficits, you know. <laughs> oh, every head bow. Somebody please raise their hand so I know I did okay. <laughs> oh, no. Can somebody, okay, we got to, I got a couple of hands up. Now, Johnny, see if you're good enough to get them down to the altar. I'm like, oh, then I get, now I'm really, and if I can lay hands on them and fall on the ground, I go home happy as a lark. (laughs) My leg's feeling better, if you can tell. Our reign on the earth with Yahshua is going to introduce, you want to talk about some reforms 
and some widespread changes. Because he ain't going to tolerate abuses, immorality, wickedness that disgrace our society today. Are you kidding me? He's going to say trans what? You're identifying as what? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm, I'm not going there. Let me tell you what he's going to do. He's going to destroy all drug trafficking. He ain't going to have to put no border patrol officers down there. Because immortals are going to rule and reign the earth. He's going to discipline humanity. He's going to suppress violence. He's going to say, no more war. Hallelujah! I'll tell you all what. I'm not a pacifist, but I hate war. I'm not even sure why people go to war morally anymore. I don't know if there is that. We're going to, behind the unfallible, strong, mighty hands of the Son of God, the, the one who was one of us. I went to a funeral in Georgia one time. I think it was my mother's funeral. And there's a place there called Mullins Funeral Home. It's kind of the popular one now. I think that's a such thing. As a, and I've known the Mullins family. That Mr. Mullins knew my dad real well. And so when I came up there, this is what he said to me. It was his assumption, of course. He said, I tell you, it really makes me feel good to see one of us do good and make it. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to meet him. Who is it? One of us, y'all. One of us humans, flesh and blood, made it. Y'all hear me? He made it. He was so obedient that God gave him a name above every name. And he got rewarded to sit down at the right hand of the Father. He, one of us made it. That encourages me. One of us made it. I'm going to try to make it. And he's helping me. And we will take along with him the lead, the greatest, the star, the, the, the MVP, however you want to say it. He'll take his team and control the whole earth under one name called Yahweh. Because we'll have that name written on our foreheads. You hear me? You're going to have that name written on your forehead and you don't even know what the name is. I can go on on that. All false doctrine, all contrary political philosophy is going to be swept aside. Guess what every church of all the people left after Armageddon on the earth, guess what, guess what they're going to teach? What I'm teaching. Gospel of the kingdom. They're going, to be talk, they're going to be talking about the great white throne judgment that will be at the end of the thousand years when everybody that was dead during that time will be raised and judged just like before at the, at the uh, resurrection when Yahshua returns. Everybody's going to be united in the truth. One worldwide ecclesia. That'll be, not everybody's going to like it. He'll brighten and enlighten those who survive the terrible deaths and aftermath of Armageddon. This is what the words of the angels will be realized at that time. I know you think this is a Christmas song, but it's not. Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace and goodwill. Towards men. How many of you know that Yahshua came the first time as a baby and we sing that at Christmas? There was no peace and goodwill toward men on the earth. Oh, there was one night, one holy night when everybody sits around and drinking eggnog and, and you know, and, and singing Christmas carols and we have that. Well, I don't know about that, but, well, you know, so at my house sometimes we argue. Christmas ain't even a time of peace all the time. I just said that for y'all. We got families, right? That verse was in view of the divine purpose that glory to God. What, when? When Yahshua sits on the throne and he shall reign forever and ever and he shall. Handles Messiah. Read that. That has the gospel of the kingdom in it. In view of that divine purpose, man, this is why I pray and you should pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. I'm not just talking about for my circumstances. In general, that scripture specifically, I shouldn't say in general, is talking about the kingdom of God being established upon the earth. Then the lamb will sit next to the lion. Otherwise, lions are going to keep killing lambs. Here's the glorious facts of the divine purpose. And I'm announcing to all truth lovers, I declare it to them. I want to tell you, I'm always interested in somebody that gets that little bell rung in them. I'm like, hey, you know, because I know I, I don't think I'm a great preacher. I don't think I'm a great speaker. I don't have to be. I got great material. I have the truth. So the part of that I think, I'm, never mind. I think I'm good looking, though. I will say that. I always wonder, 
why people cross my path or why I cross their path. I was telling Bob today, Bob Riley back there, I don't know why he and I cross paths just so I can see him hit drives all the way up on the, I mean, I mean, the guy's a beast. See, but I believe it's more than that. The Bible talks about every, that he has an invitation to people out of every kindred, tongue, and nation. And he's bringing forth a people. So I'm like, okay, Yahweh is Bob Riley? You want Bob Riley? He said, yeah, I like to take nothing to make something out of it, I'll tell you. <laughs> Just like he's doing in my life. He wanted Chester. <laughs> if he wanted Chester, I promise you, you qualify. Amen, Chester? <laughs> Y'all want to tell some stories, Dick Brinkley? Huh? You want to talk about some stuff this morning? Somebody said, I'm announcing to all truth lovers. And I'm speaking mainly right, right now to those people. There's a couple of people in here that I'm aiming at, that I know God is speaking to and drawing. If you really love the Bible, I want you to open your eyes to the greatest difference that exists between the truth of the true gospel and today's prevailing theology. I know it's big. I know I, ha I have the weight every day of knowing that everybody's against me in the world. I have that weight every day. I understand it, but I want to tell you this. Believe this. The Gentile times have run their course, and the king is coming. The king is coming! I don't want to get into the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Trumpets, and all that kind of stuff. I hear the trumpet for an in-gathering, and that's what he's doing right now before that last trump. Do you hear it? Do you hear, you hear God calling and gathering us together and molding us and assembling us to be together in, in, in this last end of the Gentile age? Unfortunately, the religious world, don't know, they know little or nothing about what's really happening. They're waiting for Jesus to return and take them out of here and some dude take over in Jerusalem. I'm telling you, ain't nobody going to sit on that throne. Nobody is going to sit on that throne. The Bible's declared it, except the one whose throne it is. I mean, all these people. You know, we've been so bombarded all our lives with these fabled notions of the shadowy hereafter, you know, and uh, ghost, and we're going to float down here and be there, and though we're dead and we can't hear, I mean, we know nothing that they say, well, I know the Bible says that, but you're still going to be in hell burning. Well, what does it matter if I don't know it? What great punishment. And do you think for a minute that when God said, I regret that I ever made you, that he continues to let them live eternally? If you regret you made something, guess what you're going to do? Annihilate it. You're not going to say, well, I regret I, made, I, I regret I made them, but I'm just going to have them around for eternity. Screaming and yelling and messing up my day. It's very comforting to me to know that Yahweh has such a purpose with this earth. And that it ain't going to always remain the arena of violence and wickedness and evil as it is. And yes, it is. We can have all the knowledge we want. But if it don't mean something to you personally... It's irrelevant. We'll just walk out of here unchanged. If we desire eternal life, if we desire the promise of God, the inheritance, what the good news is all about, at Yeshua's coming, you've got to do something about it. Yeshua is not going to reward people who don't, have, who don't identify themselves with him and his ecclesia, his body, now. See, it's easy in the age that we live in, for people to turn away from and not believe his teaching or blasphemy, blaspheming, blaspheming his name. I golfed with a guy the other day that said something that made me feel good. And this is probably going to rub people raw, but hey, I'm beyond that. Somebody said, you like ruffling people's feathers, don't you? I said, I'm, I'm not trying to ruffle your feathers. I'm out to pluck your feathers. You kidding me? This guy was golfing, and golf has a tendency to make you make some people say things. And the guy just had a bad shot, and he said, Jesus Christ! And he looked at me, and he said, well, at least I didn't take the Lord's name in vain, did I? <laughs> I loved it! Bob, I loved it. Well, I, I felt religious devils leave when I said that. They cried out, what is your name? <laughs> people don't have any immediate repercussions. If God's judgments were immediate, we wouldn't have a lot of this mess going on around here in this world. How many say amen to that? The Bible says that Yahweh 
is a refuge for all that seek him in truth from the storm that's surely going to come and soon break over the earth. What are we going to do? We're going to rule and reign with him. What are we going to do when the Armageddon takes place? We're going to be there. Front row seats, watching the king destroy all the kings of the north. It's going to be almost humorous as they turn against one another. You know this scripture. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. But if you say it the way it was truly written, the name of Yahweh is a strong tower. Not Yahweh's a strong tower, not Yahweh's son, not Yah. The name of Yahweh is a strong tower. Are you with me? The righteous run into it and they're safe. This covenant name given by God to us through Moses is guaranteeing the fulfillment of the purpose of God. And the preaching of the gospel that has relation to that name and the purpose of God that he sent forth the apostles God did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name too. Hallelujah! That's me. And that's you. All right, this is closing. The world, to me, in my whole life has been a stage being set for this great drama. I've waited for it. I've wondered about when different things happen. The major actors are taking their place. I did something one time. I told you what year I believe Yahshua was going to come back. I don't, I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying if, if, we, if all of this thing is true, whatever, that would be a great time for him to come back. But it would be a great time for him to come back now for, for me. I remember when my daughters didn't want Yahshua to come back because they ain't got married yet. One time, once you get married, sometimes you want him to come quicker. Y'all want you to lighten up a little bit. I'm trying to make this easy on you. The Middle East, you know that. Now we got Russia. Our present world is prepared. The countdown has already commenced. Because Yahshua said he was coming quickly. That's all relevant. If there ever was a time when people should consider their personal relationship with the events that we're talking about. And their personal relationship with Yahweh, Yahshua, and the Ecclesia. I want to tell you, today is the time. Now is the acceptable time. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walked, walk naked, and they see his shame. And he gathered them, he's talking about the warlike nations, together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. I don't know what's being gathered now. All I know is the true way in Christ has led me to a happier, more meaningful life now, as well as my desire for the future. This hope frees me from the worrying of problems that I know are obviously temporary. And I don't judge God or myself by them. The Bible says we seek first the kingdom of God. This morning, I want us to come out of the harlot. I've been called a cult, lunatic, fanatic, heretic, false prophet, good looking. And I've lost many friends. And that saddens me. That don't mean they're mean to me. They don't, li you know, they don't like me, really. But you know how it is. But what saddens me more is they continue to remain victims and prisoners in Babylon. And I know that their current financial status and their current lives and their traditions of men will not let them come out. But I don't have to worry. I can't worry about them. My concern is us and those that are hearing what I'm saying. And I believe it's probably for a purpose, not just, not just for a relationship with me in some other kind of way. But the bottom line is the purpose of why I, I live. My responsibility is to do what I'm doing right now. And I pray that the Spirit of God will convict your heart today. And we have people here. You're not alone. There's no reproach that costs me anything to preach this gospel. I love Yahweh, don't you? God bless y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Well, let me get off here before I start saying something like cussing or something. Is it safe, Doug? I hope you edit that. Praise God. Oh, well, while you're waiting, I'm looking for a sponsor. I want to tell you something. I'm serious about what I preach, but I'm not that serious about me. I'm just not that serious about me. If God take, can take the foolish things, then I'm taking it. Will you hurry up? Did you cut the camera off? Hey, don't talk back to me. I'm your apostle. I'm having dominion and kingdom power. 
Did you want to come and dance before we left? Sammy, come on. Hey, I love y'all. Don't worry about what's going on. Just live for God every day. Qualify, and all things will work together for our good. Amen? God bless you. I love you.